Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we uh, make our way through these uh, Read Through the Bible in a Year uh, morning devotionals. And uh, I think uh, that uh, with rare exception, uh, we have been on a uh, three-chapter uh, a day pace. I, I'll remind you that uh, it actually works out to about three and a quarter chapters a day to read through the Bible in the 365-day uh, calendar year. Uh, and so there are going to be times that we will make a couple of exceptions, and uh, we may do two chapters or we may do four chapters to make uh, a book work out uh, to complete it in, in the uh, the course of uh, kind of the regular devotional series. So today we find ourselves in De Deuteronomy uh, ch uh, chapters 22, 23, and 24. And we are moving uh, rapidly uh, toward the, uh, uh, the end of these uh, five opening books of our Bible, uh, the five books of Moses, uh, sometimes simply called the Law, uh, the Torah. And uh, we're moving toward the end of uh, Moses' uh, leadership and, and life itself. And so uh, uh, as we uh, complete Deuteronomy, uh, we will see the uh, kind of the, the, the completing of, uh, of the legal code for, for the nation and then the appropriate reminders as to how it's to be applied and lived out and uh, the repercussions for failing to live up to the covenantal stipulations. Uh, we're going to uh, comment specifically on chapter 23 verses 9 through 14 if you want to look there uh, in just a moment. But let's just see what's going on in each, uh, each chapter. Uh, I would remind you first of all, uh, among the purposes of God's law, uh, uh, first and foremost, it reveals the character of God. What kind of God is God and what are His demands, His expectations, His punishments for failing uh, to live up to that law. And so uh, the law regulated and restrained uh, human behavior and human evil. Uh, to say it another way, it, it expresses how we are to love uh, God and neighbor. And it certainly uh, uh, indicted every man uh, it, it, at the end of the day, we're all guilty before a holy God, guilty before His law, and it points us to the necessity of a sacrifice, of a Savior. It, it points us ultimately uh, to, to Jesus, uh, the one who actually obeyed the law where we have not, and the one who suffered the penalty of the law uh, for us. And so just uh, I think those are good general comments to have in mind as we think, as we read through the law. And so uh, in chapter 22 we see uh, a number of laws related uh, to, uh, again, how the community is to live together, uh, how, how uh, um, to, uh, to value one another's property, the care for stray animals and, and that type of thing. Uh, verse 5 kind of sticks out there in 22, uh, this command uh, against what we might call cross-dressing. Uh, men should not wear women's clothes, women should not wear men's clothes. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, related to uh, not confusing uh, genders. And, and certainly that would be a, a wise word for today. Uh, uh, I've, I've certainly heard it applied uh, in, in the course of my uh, life to uh, you know, prohibiting uh, women from wearing pants. 
we we can argue about that uh, however, however you like. Uh, certainly, uh, there wasn't anything such as pants uh, at the time this was written, so uh, I'm not going to micromanage how it should apply, uh, but certainly uh, it, it is a word about the appropriateness of uh, gender confusion and, and the, the reality of, of biblically defined gender uh, distinctions. And then uh, the, the closing chapters of, uh, of chapter 22 uh, deal with sexual and marital ethics and, and, and with a particular view toward protecting uh, weaker participants in, in these things, women uh, primarily. Uh, and so uh, uh, again, uh, the law always had a view uh, toward giving voice to those that might not have had a voice otherwise. And then uh, uh, chapter 23 uh, again relates to uh, uh, the assembly, the kahal. The, the kahal uh, is, is translated uh, as ecclesia, uh, the word that's translated into English as church. So uh, again, maybe some things that are applicable to us. Uh, uh, the idea of the, the holiness of the assembled uh, people and uh, certain restrictions, even uh, uh, the barring of uh, Ammonites and Moabites. And uh, there's a, a whole discussion about forbidden uh, sexual relations in this uh, chapter. And certainly the Ammonites and the Moabites, uh, that, that particular uh, uh, nation, ethnic group, people group came about because of the improper incestuous relationship between Lot and his, uh, and his daughters. Uh, there's a kind of an interesting thing and, and what I'll be looking at uh, just uh, in terms of reading and making further comment uh, is some, some regulations regarding sanitation uh, in the camp among the, the holy people. Of, of God. There, there's a word about uh, regulating uh, slaves and, and a word about uh, financial dealings, about loans specific, specifically. Uh, chapter 24, uh, we looked at uh, a while back, back in the summer, uh, a passage uh, on uh, divorce and uh, remarriage and uh, what uh, was permitted uh, under the older uh, regulations. Uh, uh, the chapter continues with some various aspects of uh, family law and concludes uh, with some regulations that were designed uh, to, uh, 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 to care for those that uh, could not take care of themselves. Some, uh, some uh, ways that uh, the, uh, the community uh, could be uh, charitable uh, in providing for those uh, that uh, could not provide for, for themselves. And so that's kind of uh, what's going on there. Let's, let's go back uh, to uh, chapter 23. Uh, verses 9 through 14, and let's, let's read those. When you are encamped against your enemies, then you shall keep yourself from every evil thing. If any man among you becomes unclean because of a nocturnal emission, then he shall go outside the camp. He shall not come inside the camp. But when evening comes, he shall bathe himself in water, and as the sun sets, he may come inside the camp. Uh, you shall have a place outside the camp and you shall go out to it and you shall have a trowel with your tools and when you sit down outside you shall dig a hole with it and turn back and cover your excrement because the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and to give up your enemies before you therefore your camp must be holy so that he may not see anything indecent among you and turn away from you. Now that's kind of an, an odd passage but uh, certainly we first of all see the wisdom of God in, in providing for a, a type of uh, uh, public agreement about sanitation 
and it, it is a, a, a reminder of the exceptionality of God's people, that they are to be a holy people, they're to be set aside from that which is uh, common and, and profane. And so that's why those regulations are in place. And, th and then this reminder that God is uniquely among these people. And so that type of thing would, would be inappropriate for the place that God would uh, be walking, so to speak. And so this is how you're to deal with it. And it, it foreshadows the great reality that the uh, uh, the people of God, the church uh, as we now know it, uh, we are the temple. We are the people among whom God dwells, among whom He walks. And so uh, uh, we see that foreshadowed in God's presence uh, in this kahal, in this assembly. And so they are to be marked by distinctiveness, by a holiness, by separation from that which is profane. And so you see that even foreshadowed in the way uh, that they handle this matter of sanitation. And so uh, as we often say, uh, the Old Testament uh, is uh, uh, both prophetic and, uh, uh, and it in many, many ways foreshadows, it anticipates uh, the reality of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, in which he dwells among his people, the church, and will ultimately in eternity uh, consummate and perfect uh, that reality of dwelling among his people. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.